All right. What's up, Crypt Nation? Crypto 101 in the house. You got Bryce and Pizza Mine, and we're joined today by Florian Legoff from Synapse.io. How you doing, man? Yeah, pretty well. What about you? <laughs> ah, we're doing pretty good. It looks like you're in a, a pretty interesting little spot over here. Is, are, where are you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's uh, Station F. It's like uh, the b- biggest incubator in the world. Wow. Uh, like it has been funded by Xavier Niel, one of our French billionaires. And uh, yeah, pretty cool place. Yeah, it looks beautiful. <laughs> it looks very beautiful. It looks like a mall. <laughs> what, else? <laughs> what else is in there? Like, I can't even put myself in the headspace of a French billionaire. What else did he put in there to make it the best incubator ever? Okay, so he built some uh, apartments uh, close to uh, the place. So basically, you know, as an entrepreneur, sometimes it's quite complicated to be able to find a place, particularly in Paris. So he just bought like 100 apartments that he just rents for entrepreneurs. So you have like 600 entrepreneurs that can just go in Paris and uh, uh, you know, we don't ask you for any uh, earning or whatever. You just go, you pay, and you, you're good to go. So for Paris, it's super complicated, you know, to find a place. And, uh, you know, you have some VCs here. Uh, you have some very big corporates. So it's like trying to mix everybody and try to create uh, synergies. That's really some next-generation thinking on behalf of this uh, French billionaire i mean just an incredible vision uh you've got some incredible vision yourself by trying to take digital identity from web 2.0 to web 3.0 so let's jump into what you're doing at synapse tell us what is synapse and what is your role there so we have two ways of describing it first one would be like very uh business to business focus so the first point is that basically we have this reusable solution for KYC. So the idea is that a user can do his KYC once and then he will be able to just share his data instantly through all other partners. So for example, we work with Bitfinex. So if you go on the IO launchpad, you do your KYC and then if you go on another, on another exchange we work with, then you can just share the data directly. So this is a B2B version. If you take like the B2C side, that would be more like a, a solution to uh, handle your uh, e uh, like yeah your e identity basically. So is there there's a blockchain component to this? So not at the moment. Uh, uh, currently, we are super centralized. Uh, we foresee uh, to decentralize. Uh, we have the plan. Uh, uh, yeah, we are plan- uh, We have a plan with uh, Ubisoft. So basically, in Station F, we are in the incubator of uh, Ubisoft, and they are helping us to map like this uh, decentralization, and uh, that's something that is going to come. I can't really. I have a very specific view on that, uh, but yeah, probably like in six months, one year, we should have uh, something ready. And how long? How long have you guys been in business building this thing? Yeah. So before Synapse, we actually built another company named uh, We Start. So the idea of WeStart was to provide one platform where you do your KYC once and then you can participate in all the different uh, ICOs. Because uh, if you remember uh, back then, uh, back, yeah, back uh, in the past, when uh, if you participated in 10 ICOs, you probably need to do a new passport because uh, you, you had no idea to whom you were giving your data, 
So there were like this huge security issue. Uh, the user experience was terrible because every ICO was asking for like a specific KYC that wasn't the same than the one, uh, the other one. Um, sometimes I felt that I had to give a, a blood sample uh, just to get whitelisted. Um, so yeah, we built this platform. We had like a little bit of uh, 20 projects and we created like a user base of uh, 100,000 investors. And from we start, we wanted basically to provide the same experience, but for the entire industry. So we launched Synapse. That's really awesome. So when we're talking about digital identity in web 2.0 versus, you know, web 3.0, which is being built now on blockchain and decentralized networks, uh, is it, how's what's the easiest way to think of it? Is it kind of like a single sign on, like how pretty much any website will let you log in with Facebook or Google, but for blockchain and crypto related things, you'd be able to log in with Synapse. Is that the way I'm understanding it correctly? Yeah. So the first idea, I think, you know, that's why we didn't start as a decentralized uh, product directly because we really wanted this uh, execution. And uh, I felt that starting with uh, blockchain means, okay, you need a lot of funds. You need uh, probably to do an ICO. And uh, not all of them were super good in execution. So, you know, the purpose was really like, okay, focus on execution. Focus on how to do KYC well and in-house. In and because now we are able to verify everything in-house and that nothing uh, goes out of our uh, database, uh, we are able to say like, okay, now that we have reached that, we can uh, start the decentralization. Uh, I think that few projects have been trying to decentralize but they don't do any verification themselves. So it's like, okay, you, you build, I mean, what's the purpose of decentralization? See, if at the end you just send your data to free providers, you have no idea who they are. You, uh, you actually don't know what they do with your data. So the idea is, okay, now that we do everything in-house, we can focus on, uh, on uh, decentralizing the system. And from that, it means that every user uh, will have the opportunity if he wants to uh, to say like okay I will be in charge of uh, of my own data. Hmm. So so what problem are you solving in the KYC world that hasn't been solved yet with other KYC providers and such? So I think uh, the main point is really the reusability, and uh, with that we are able to show uh, uh, conversion rate. Uh, every KYC provider will only talk about compliance. Uh, you know, for me, it's like, okay, obviously we need to be compliant. That's not even, uh, you know, it's not, it's a requirement of our business. But now, you know, we are probably the only one who can tell you like um, our average conversion rate. And, uh, and, and what is the, what are, what are they, what are the conversions? If you take an exchange, most of the exchanges, they have like a conversion rate around like 30%. Uh, let's say, you know, between 20 and 40%. Uh, uh, what do you mean a conversion though? So 20% of... Yeah, so when a new user come on the exchange, it will, uh, uh, it will start to create, you know, it will start the onboarding. And be because of the KYC, uh, uh, the KYC that it needs to do, uh, the exchange lose up to 70% of uh, new users. So, you know, you have a customer acquisition. Let's say, you know, you spend like 
10 bucks to make someone come on your website. And then at the end, you only convert 30. Uh, you can see like how much cost a, a customer cost you. People are generally stopping. They get on the site and they see, okay, I got a KYC. I'll go through maybe one page or two page, but oh, they're asking for that. I'm going to bounce. I'm going to go look for, is that the problem? Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know, oh shit, I need to download, I need to download this app. I need to do this. And at the end, yeah, it's like, you have people who just don't have the documents, so they need to come back and they never do. You have people that... So with, so with Synapse, you yeah. do KYC with Synapse once, yeah. and then you could take that and, log, and use that credential at any partner place. Yeah. So just to finish for the conversion rate, uh, today we have between 85 to 90% of conversion rate working with exchanges. So you can see like when you go from 30 to 85%, it's quite a huge gap. Okay, what partners do you guys have now? So today, as a customers, we work with uh, so with Bitfinex. Uh, so we handle uh, their IO launchpad. Uh, we work with uh, several like smaller exchanges. Uh, there is a uh, yeah Savita that is probably going to become a, a big exchange in the future. Uh, so as you know, uh, yeah, I told you that we are. We also are incubated in, uh, in, uh, at Ubisoft. So I can't tell you a lot of things about it, but uh, you should uh, check what Ubisoft is going to do in the next uh, few months. Uh, they are working pretty well into blockchain uh, and they are going to release something super interesting. So we work with Blockstation, for example. So Blockstation, they work with stock exchanges. Uh, they they put STO into block, uh, stock exchanges. So they work with the stock exchange of Jamaica, for example. Uh, so we handle the, uh, the verification for them. Uh, we have Tokeny that is also going to launch uh, our service soon, uh, which uh, is also another STO uh, uh, platform. And they just raised like 5 million with Euronext, which is a, a big uh, stock exchange in Europe. That's really awesome. And I'm sure more and more people are going to come on board when uh, they see that conversion rate. At least me personally, I think of KYC as a bad invasion of privacy. I'm definitely one of those guys who's tried to sign up for a bunch of exchanges and then turned away and bitched about it on Telegram. But I also think digital identity is a very good, useful tool. Is there really any difference between them? Your own identity is a bit different from KYC in the sense that not all the platform you want to access to uh, needs to know if you are good with anti-money laundering uh, listing or not. Like what we basically do when you go on Synapse is okay. Some uh, exchanges need uh, to have your full compliance, but you could imagine that, you know, I don't know, like you want to, it's just an example. I don't even know if it's a good idea or not, but you want to release a, a Tinder that will, uh, uh, check that every user is a real user. You don't really need to know any AML compliance with that. You know, if the guy do money laundering, like uh, he can access a dating website. Um, so it's more like, yeah, like your own uh, e-identity can have like a bigger, uh, can be a lot more things than just KYC. Uh, but when we talk about blockchain, it's all about like the regulation and like more, most of the time it's, yeah, you need to do like uh, some AML. 
So we never block one user to access our service. We just say like, uh, he's good with that, he's good with that, but he, he didn't pass AML. And then the projects can decide, is AML something that they need? And if they do, then they don't, uh, user can't access uh, the platform. If they don't need it, uh, then, uh, you know, like a user can still uh, use the platform. So how does um, a company like Synapse secure the customer information? Like I know recently Binance uh, had a little mishap where some of their KYC information was, was compromised. So how does Synapse differ? No one can tell you, you know, I will never be hacked. Uh, so I, I won't try to uh, convince you of that, but obviously we put security as a, a very important thing. We understand that if we lose documents, then you know that's uh, uh, like who will continue to work with us. Uh, so yeah, that's very strategic for us. So obviously we put a lot of security into it. I don't know like if it really makes sense to go uh, very deep uh, in how we and all the data um but you know like for example uh obviously you can put 2fa in place uh for your account uh we are pa passwordless so you can't really get uh hacked like you know no one can really take your password as we don't have it uh yeah uh, and obviously we have like a few security thing and uh, we are being audited by a certic which is a uh, yeah, they are doing like penetration testing and stuff like this to make sure that uh, everything is good. Yeah. So if you don't have a password, you have a private key or? Uh, no, so currently you receive an email with, uh, with your code. So obviously you need your email to be super secure. And then uh, you have this 2FA that you can put in place if you want. How will your technology mesh with other blockchain-based identity solutions? Is it a competitor or is it something where things can work together? Yeah. <clears throat> so there is one good thing with our industry is that it's growing. Uh, so at the moment, it's more like a time where we need to do partnership rather than trying to compete with each other. Uh, obviously, maybe in 10 years when uh, the market will start to slow down, competition will really start. Um, for example, in the STO uh, market, because it's where everyone is trying to do that, uh, in the STO industry, everyone is trying to create this uh, KYC uh, where, that you can reuse on other platforms. Uh, my point of view on that is that uh, Tokeny is trying to do that, um, their competitors are trying to do that. So no one will integrate with each other because it's like, you know, you don't want your competitor to take your data. Um, we are obviously neutral on that. Uh, and for example, when we work with Tokeny, uh, every verification that we do can also be written in their blockchain. Uh, so it's more like a, yeah, like more partnership than really a competition. So regardless of if I'm, when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. on good behavior or bad behavior, I generally don't want governments snooping on me. So is there a big difference in, in the courtroom between can't and won't? Essentially, can or will digitally, digital identity providers turn over uh, personal data to governments if requested? Yeah, so the good point uh, when we will be decentralized is that even if we want, we won't be able to. Uh, now the second point by you know waiting for us to be decentralized would be that for us it would be an amazing marketing stunt to say no to a government but yeah i prefer to say no and <laughs> enjoy the marketing than to say uh, yeah yeah uh, this is the data and then get like a, a huge uh, fire on me basically like everyone would be so upset but uh, <laughs> yeah i prefer to play the marketing stunt Hey guys, while we're talking about all platforms not being created equal, we've got to talk about eToro. They're the ones that sponsor this show and really help us do everything that we do over here at Crypto 101. So if you haven't already, go to Crypto101podcast.com slash eToro. Check them out. If you're not sure if you want to put money in the market yet, that's okay because they have a virtual simulator that lets you play with up to $100,000 of virtual money so you can see how your moves would do before you actually take on any risk. Over 10 million users have already decided that eToro is the platform for them across 140 countries. The least you could do is check it out. Okay, back to what we were talking about. Yeah, what what, what is the path to decentralization? Like, What would that look like? I mean... You could talk about it in practical terms or in your roadmap, your, your theoretical vision. What would that look like? So for my own business, uh, I don't believe that if today I go speaking with HSBC, like, you know, like these banks, and I tell them like, okay, we are going to put this decentralized uh, KYC process. So don't worry, your users are going to and all their own private key and everything will go well. I don't really believe that it's, uh, it makes sense yet. So what we want to achieve is more like a, an hybrid solution 
where basically we give the responsibility to the user to say, do you prefer a great user experience? Uh, so, you know, we handle for you, 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 are, you have your process that you know, or do you prefer security? And if you prefer security and you feel responsible enough to handle your own private key, here you go, here you have uh, your solution. And then you, you do, you choose uh, knowing uh, like, yeah, what, what you prefer basically. I think that's really bright because as much as we want to believe that uh, everyone is ready to handle private keys, uh, that's just a fact of life that no, they're not. Like they can't even handle their house keys. They lose their phone all the time or they break it. Like I, I know some people that will go through like two iPhones a year. One solution just doesn't work for everyone. So it, it's great that you have multiple options. We, we have a 2FA in place on uh, we start in uh, Synapse. And uh, because we have like this 100,000 users, every day we receive emails like, hey man, uh, I lost my, uh, my phone. I didn't register my, my keys. What can I do? And you're like, yeah, like, if it's a blockchain, you're like, yeah, you can't do anything anymore. So probably like, I really believe in um, that some solution will uh, emerge, like trying to handle private keys for users. But uh, if you know some projects, I would be super happy to talk with them, but I didn't find the right one at the moment. So, uh, When it comes to like KYC and digital identity, like what rules do you actually have to follow? I know you're based in France, but I mean, how does it, like there's rules from different jurisdictions and countries and stuff like whose rules do KYC providers actually have to follow? Like who watches over you to make sure that you're doing your job right? Yeah. So if you take the full process, usually you have the financial action task force. So FATF that usually do some recommendations, but like recommendation that they really want the countries to follow. Uh, then usually you have the G20 that will say like, yeah, this is a recommendation that we want the countries to apply. Then the countries decide to apply it or not. Uh, and then uh, we as a, like the private sector, like banks or uh, exchanges or whatever, uh, will need to comply with these rules. Uh, now it's not uh, like some countries are not really playing with the same rules than others. So some, you know, sometimes it's harder to verify information according to a country. Uh, it's even more true with KYB because, uh, yeah, we didn't talk about it, but uh, we also provide a know your business solution. So we can also, we also have this reusable solution for companies. And I don't know, like if you try to uh, register an account on an exchange as a company and it's a, it's a huge nightmare currently. So we try to provide this process that is super, like with a super friendly user experience. Uh, but yeah, like if like the real issue for me is more on the KYB side than on the KYC. Like KYC is pretty standard. Few countries are not really following, but uh, it's pretty good now. Do you en do you envision a solution like? the one that Synapse is providing, do you think that you'll be able to get people who don't have identifications like refugees or homeless people onto your platform and, and give them some type of identity? Yeah, so we, we can imagine this solution, like that's something that we are currently working on, but hush your face. 
and then uh, we'll compare the hash of the, of your face with all the hashes that we have on our platform. So it make just to make sure that you are the you know you have one account like you can't have like five accounts or whatever. So even if you don't have an idea and we can't make sure what's your name, if you are ML blacklisted or whatever, you can still have your own identity that would be basically your face, and uh, then some. Uh, some website would be, you know, just happy to know that this user is unique and they don't really need anything more. They don't need like this AML or whatever. So it's really like, yeah, this is the solution that we can offer. Obviously, these guys won't be able to access uh, exchanges or some like a uh, uh, website that's really in compliance. Yeah. yeah, I kind of worry like if I have a pimple that day, I'm not going to be able to log into my bank account. Oh yeah, no, don't worry about that. Uh, no, it just takes like a few points on your face and uh, it's pretty standard today. Like uh, there, there is even like um, a wallet that uh, provides this service where you can unlock the wallet using your face. Uh, so yeah, that's something that we're working on and that we will probably implement in the coming months. Yeah. Interesting. So you guys are using cryptography to take image data, hash it, and then get some type of confidence interval to say that this is a unique person. This, this hash is not like, or how do you, how does that work? I guess. The issue is that as a camera of an iPhone is super good. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, the camera, like your webcam on your computer is usually crap. So that's uh, a big gap that we have uh, with them. So that's why it's probably harder for us to find a solution than, uh, uh, but you know they did an amazing job with that uh but yeah like uh, trying to have the same service but with a lower quality uh video stream very cool all right i like that um it's like the iphone face id i guess right but yeah okay that's really great um and i'm really glad that you've built this pro uh this platform synapse um kyc is absolutely my least favorite part of crypto i mean even more so than you know getting hacked or fished i'd have to say KYC on a more regular basis anyway is the frustrating pain point. So I'm glad that uh, it's getting improved. Speaking of pain points, uh, fiat currency, uh, 20 years ago, the euro took its first step towards uniting different countries under one currency for the first time, at least, you know, in my lifetime. And that's basically what Bitcoin hopes to do worldwide. How has the euro worked out so far across all those countries over there? Mm. I Okay, so my point on that would be uh, might be completely ridiculous because obviously I'm not a very big politician. Like I like politics, but I don't really like politicians. Um, I would say that the good point of Bitcoin is its is ability to put developers, traders, business guy, lawyers, and you know, like uh, everyone has an interest. Like. Blockchain can be interesting in like so many different ways. So everyone can have like one aspect that they really like, and uh, having and you know sharing this vision together. Like I, I'm not sure that if you put um, a, cypher, a cypherpunk with a trader in the in a normal life, I'm not sure that they would be friends, right? Like, uh, but if you put Bitcoin in the middle, okay, we can talk together about uh, about this. Um, Euro, it's like more okay. We have this goal of peace of like united everyone but uh, maybe the 
countries are not very all aligned together. It's like more like how France can be better than Germany that can be better than, you know. Um, so probably they should be inspired by, by how uh, Bitcoin is doing, like just align all the interests together. But uh, obviously as a main, uh, I prefer to have Euro and live in Europe like United, but uh, every country uh, uh, like very close. And, uh, you know, I mean, for me, it's weird when I hear blockchain guys who are like for a very national thing. For me, it's more like uh, a world, a uh, very open world where you are just responsible. Uh, you know, you are your own man and you take your own choices, but in a very free, uh, free world. But I'm no politics, so. It's <laughs> awesome. I love that. Um, so, so tell me, let's talk about building businesses. Um, you know, is there a number one rule that you ad- adhere to when you build your business, like a first principle of, of building a successful business? Uh, execution. Now, uh, first point would be uh, creating a business is hard enough, so at least do it in a field that you really love. Uh, so yeah, like if you feel passionate about something and you see an, a problem in uh, in this uh, field, then it means that you probably have a business that you can make. Uh, maybe the problem is not big enough, and uh, you need to find you know the right scale. Uh, but at the same time, not everyone needs to do a startup. You can do an agency, uh, you know, solve a small issue, make uh, quite decent money, and uh, you're good. Uh, not every company needs to be a billion dollar uh, company anywhere. Uh, but yeah, try to solve uh, the issue in a field that you love. Uh, that you also, as a first time entrepreneur, um, I would say that it's better to start with a problem that you personally have. Uh, trying to find the problem of someone else and solve it is so complicated that it's probably more like a second and third time entrepreneur. And then uh, execution, like uh, start talk, just do. Uh, not try to think too much about what would be the best way of doing. You do it and then uh, if it doesn't work, at least you know why it doesn't work. I, lo- I, can I love what you said. I love what you said about, um, faster. you know, finding a problem that you personally have and solving that. I think people get so caught up in trying to solve, you know, a billion and one different problems that they've never experienced themselves. But, you know, it is important to focus on, you know, make a list of the things that are friction in your life and then attack one of those. I like that. So no, I've never heard that before. And for our final question, it's, it's our favorite question to ask every person that comes on the podcast and, you know, this is Crypto 101, so a lot of the times this will be the very first podcast that somebody listens to when entering the space. So what's one solid word of wisdom that you could provide the audience um, from your vantage point? Uh, focus on use cases. I think that if a lot of people invest on hype. Uh, obviously, I think that the 10x in one month are behind us a little bit. Like. Uh, we will still see some projects doing that, but it's less. Uh, it's definitely less common now. Uh, I think that with maturity, we will see more like you know projects that are greatly managed, uh, that really you know have experience and can uh, deliver, and that the use cases should be uh, the main focus. Like you know, if you 
if you take event protocols, you know, like uh, because you know protocols, you could say like okay, the use case is less obvious, but it's not about like uh, who can do uh, the most transaction per second. Like uh, Ethereum is great because they have built this huge community behind it. Uh, Tendermint is uh, kind of doing the same thing at a lower scale at the moment. Uh, when you see a protocol telling you like, okay, I can do 10,000 uh, transactions per second. Yeah, it's good. But who are building on top of that? Like uh, what are the real uh, use cases that you have? And often you see that there isn't much. Right on. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Florian. Definitely check it out, uh, synapse.io. Um, and if you want to get in touch with us and leave us some comments or uh, some awful things in our DMs, at Crypto101Pod on Twitter. And join our Facebook group. Just search for 101 Crypto. So thank you so much for being with us today. And uh, we'll catch you guys later. Peace out, Crypt Nation. Mother's Day is almost here. And you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.